0: Warning the self righteous heathens you're about to listen to are vulgar and perverse. This show may cause headaches, nausea, and anal leakage, and can have the potential to make you a lustful cock monster. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. Okay, a little advice for everybody out there. Earlier this week, we had a uh, end-of-the-world party, just like I'm pretty sure a lot of people did. But uh, we actually thought that it might actually happen, so we decided to have a giant orgy. Now it's a little awkward, and it's hard to look at bogs in the eyes. It's just strange. Just yeah. the grotesque things that happened. But, I mean, come on. In our defense, we thought the world was going to end. I mean, fuck it. Just go for it, right? No. Right? No. Don't deny it now. I, I saw know. The, now he's all like, oh, I didn't do anything. I, I saw the pictures. Don't deny it. I mean, he definitely uh, lived up to his name.
0: <laughs> My name? The Pivot Man. <laughs> oh,
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he uses the drop. <laughs> poor,
2: poor, poor boss. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Christina. So, yes, yeah, so everybody you, out Eric. there, if you
1: don't, uh, if you do have an end of the world party next time somebody else is hyping up the end of the world, just make sure it doesn't end in an orgy because it just gets odd yeah make sure there's no video cameras present either yeah it just gets really really strange
2: well to be fair we thought it was all gonna end so i was like who cares what you do
1: now there's evidence that's what i'm saying but it's still just i mean just gotta be careful because if it doesn't happen it just gets awkward
3: everybody left with their tinfoil hats and nothing else to show for it other than shame it was a terrible thing
1: Lots of cold showers that night. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: are they just getting that loofah sponge out? See this? And just is, rubbing yourself this is confession
2: all? time for me. I haven't showered yet. Oh, oh God. <laughs> he's all sticky.
1: Oh, goodness. <laughs> so. That's what that smell is.
2: Run on your filter?
1: Huh? What? Hmm?
2: What? Your mic filter. <laughs> your was, pop filter.
3: Is that what that smell is emanating from it? I was wondering where this thing went to. Uh, so, you going to introduce us Boggs?
2: Yes, I'm Boggs.
3: <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot. To my
2: left, we have the great Michael Bentz. They, they can't see the direction. That's where you have the drop, but he's also known as the pedo.
3: Don't you say it. Now you can't play it. It's too late. He I think up. we can play it. No, no, I'm pretty pretty sure we could it. drop the it.
2: The Yeah! Okay. <laughs> to my left, <laughs> that is also my left. What? So we have the ginger bear, Mr. Eric Jones. Yep. And to my right, our producer and goddess, mm. Kristen Mercer. Oh,
1: yeah. Are we going to play this game again, or is she actually going to talk? No, I'm not going to. I already told you. That stick is I done. I am going to talk. Don't okay. worry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. She's going to educate hey, us there, today. Thingy.
1: All right. Free for... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'll start this segment off by saying I have been completely just destroyed and beat down with, uh, with the gun argument.
3: So in light of that...
2: Yeah, we're not gonna get, fucking
1: talk about it. It, it, it. it is getting really old. Michael does have something <clears throat> that I do, he wants to say about it. But. I
3: only have one thing, and it's only because um, it kind of goes with my dick of the week too. And uh, I want to throw this out. They, there's been so much talk about you know with the whole oh we can't fucking get rid of this assault weapons and this and that because it's such a fucking travesty. You know, it's taking away our freedoms and stuff. I I, I found this thing. I I thought it was really interesting in um, Australia back in 1996. They had an incident where uh, a gunman opened fire on a bunch of tourists in uh, Port Arthur, and he killed 35 people and wounded 23 others. And the Australian government got together, I mean, within two weeks later, and they put together legislation. And at the time, they had a conservative prime minister, his name was John Howard, and all and they struck a bipartisan deal where they got rid of um, all automatic, semi-automatic weapons, shotguns, and rifles. And what they did was they did, like, a buyback program for everybody. So they did the buyback program, and it was hugely successful. And, I mean, it took you know, practically all the... Basically, I think they said that of those weapons, they made up about a fifth of the weapons that were on the street. So it took all those off. They changed the gun laws where it provi- prohibited private sales. Uh, it required all weapons be individually registered by their owners, and they had to present a genuine reason for needing the weapons. And... Oh, yeah, and they said that self-defense did not count as a reason.
1: Yeah, because that's a horrible argument.
3: <clears throat> yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I need it for uh, self-defense purposes. Yeah. So they put this in place. So since 1996, when they put this in place, their homicides by firearms have plunged by 59%.
1: And,
3: then, and it also says that there's been no corresponding increase in non-firearm related uh, tr- homicide. So basically it's like, so you're th- saying
1: that whole, Oh, they'll just find something else. Yeah.
3: So instead of them all picking up, uh, knives or out and just stabbing the shit out of people, they decided, you know what? That's a little bit too much work. I don't have a gun. So I eh, just let them live. So that did that. But th- the bigger increase was in suicides, which suicides by gun dropped by 65% just by Imagine taking that. this off. So, and also they said that, you know, other crimes that they thought might go up like, um, you know, armed robberies or home invasions, and stuff like that, they showed no increase on those. Because that's another thing that you hear a lot of times, well, if you take the guns away, then you're going to have more of these particular type crimes. Nope. So, that is the big one right there. And uh, the biggest statistic about that is, since they passed that law in 96, uh, beforehand, they had had 11 mass shootings in the country. Since then, they haven't had one. So, You know, this is something
2: else on the note of like home invasions that people think are true and this is an assumption that anybody who's typically in the gun culture will believe typically their culture believes in deterrence in other words why do home invasions not happen well because they don't know if they're going to walk into your house and you have a gun and you're going to kill them <laughs> yeah. right that's they're deterrence. not concerned about that N- yeah deterrence have never been a good way of doing things in terms of effectiveness they've always been there we've al- we've always got deterrence right we've got jail time uh the yeah. death penalty all these things, but yeah, it's, it's never is. actually been effective in literally all of humanity's history. Yep. To the person ever. that's
1: committing the crime, it's just another obstacle that they see that they may have to overcome. Exactly. That's it. They're, yeah. they're going to commit the crime otherwise yeah. uh, without the proper education or without the uh, proper uh, advances to be able to do what they want to do or afford the things that they want right. to afford, well, which is why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, which I think is completely overlooked by the gun culture fanatics. Uh, but, yeah, that's exactly it. It's, they, they don't think about that at all. They just think of it as another obstacle, just like it a lock on a door.
2: It would be like asking them, uh,
1: you know, if, if we. And actually, that gives them more of a reason to bring something like a right. gun, is if they think that the other person will have one.
2: Exactly, because then you're equal in the fight. The thing is, is it's one of those things where you'd have to think to yourself, what if they legalized murder? Do you think that the murder rate would go up?
3: Fuck yeah, because I'd be killing some motherfuckers. <laughs> I got a list already, <laughs> man. Um.
2: Probably
1: not. I I think that there would be a slight increase because of Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because of Michael. (laughs) (laughs) But no, ultimately, I don't think it would because most people know that most people
2: have a moral obligation that that's a wrong thing to do
1: to kill somebody.
2: And that's the point with most of the like most of the time when you have a home invasion, there's a reason they did that, and it's typically money. It's they don't want to fight you, they don't want to get into a gunfight. They're not really They're interested in your shit. They're interested in stealing from you so yep. this is the thing that I think is even more troubling is you know people who are really big on guns they're waiting for you to leave your house and then they're gonna steal all of your weapons so I mean you're not really protecting yourself you're you're giving them th- something to steal yeah and it's the most dangerous thing you can
1: um yeah they had a um, what your innocence I'm gonna do a little plug <laughs> for NPR but they did like a little uh interview with a uh, lady that lives in uh, inner city um and she was black uh but she was saying that most of the guns that are in her neighborhood are were either stolen from people that have guns in the neighborhood or they found somebody in their family that didn't have a criminal record and got them to go buy the gun and then they scratched off the serial number. Yep. And that's how guns make it into her neighborhood and wind up killing people and killing innocents. Yep. The other thing I'll say... Um, this is so the only other they fact still that get it by legal means, but... Oh, yeah, Definitely. Definitely. Every gun. Because a lot of people think, oh, well, the criminals are going to get it no matter what. Really? No. Look at the ways they're getting it. They're getting it it through legal ways, but they're illegally obtaining it. But they're still using a legal process in order to get it.
3: I saw a stat this week. I think they said that it was 75% of all weapons used in crimes are legally purchased. Yep but 40% of them are purchased through gun shows where they don't
2: have to uh, do yeah, like, background, to do checks, background and, checks.
1: Yeah, those have to fucking go away. So Absolutely. I, I would agree.
2: That, that needs to stop.
1: Like, e- even if we don't do any kind of tightening down on assault rifles or specialized ammunition or anything like that, or uh, semi-automatics, that has to fucking go away. We need to be doing background checks on everybody, period.
3: Yeah, I and don't understand. Maybe even understand go that. so
1: far as to do psychological evaluations, too.
3: That might not be a bad idea. If there's any hint in their background um, or any run-ins with the law Oh, yeah, you anything. have any
1: kind of assault on your record, Uh-oh. done. I, I was going to say, Absolutely you should no gun. automatically out. I, I don't even care if it was like an accident or something. I, I don't give a shit. If you I'm- have assault on your record, you're out.
2: I still think you should just not have automatic weapons in your civilian populace. Eh.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I, I know that there's no
2: reason to have an automatic weapon in a civilian's hand. Yeah. There's really the no reason to have a thing.
1: handgun either. The only reason you have a handgun is so you can conceal it. So you can sneak it in where you need to sneak it in. Yeah. A lot of people say, Oh, well it's so you can have it concealed. So you need protection. No bullshit. You have it hidden or it's easy to, you know, move in and out of a car and stuff like that out mm-hmm. of the sight of other people. And you don't get called on by the cops or whatever. But and I mean, it's easier to steal too.
3: But I'm going to start up a petition to try and implement the Australian right. plan.
1: Now, the next thing I want to bring up, this is the last thing on
2: it, I promise, I swear.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah, to this, is done
2: guns. It actually isn't really about guns. It's, I get their, the argument. it's, a, it's their argument that states that um, the reason why you shouldn't ban guns is because it's not the only weapon you can have. And they brought up Timothy McVeigh. With the <laughs> yeah. whole, like, rock, the racing fuel couple, and fertilizer. I was going to okay, a couple on.
3: thousand pounds of fertilizer. Yeah.
2: So, and they were like, well, what are we going to do? We're going to ban cars now? We're going to ban trucks? We're going to ban fertilizer? And I was like, yeah, but a car can get you somewhere and not hurt people. Fertilizer has other I purposes. Unless a Dallas Cowboy
3: player is driving it. Not,
1: oh. Oh. wow. That was. Well, not only that, but, I mean, how many people are doing that versus how many people are using a gun against somebody else?
2: Well, the, there's only one thing you can do with a gun. You're going to shoot it, yeah. Okay, and if you're if you're imposing on someone, you're killing them. That's that's. There's nothing else you can do with that. You're either gonna hit them with it, yeah. or shoot
1: it. You don't shoot just to injure them.
2: No.
3: <laughs> oh, I would. I'd go for the kneecaps and try and fucking ruin their life.
1: You shoot to stop them. Because I'm unquote. a sadistic fuck. Yeah. All right, enough on guns. Well, Fuck what, guns. Last, no. Last thing, nope, no. No. Nope. This
3: isn't even a story on it. This is just dick of the week because of okay. all the bullshit that came out. The NRA, they took their fucking last couple, you know, their last week and a half or something didn't say anything after the Sandy Hook incident in Connecticut. And then they came out and their uh, executive vice president, Wayne LaPerriere, uh, came out and he made the statements that it was because of music, Hollywood, um, uh, Culture, violence. I mean, he named every reason whatsoever that it culture. was. Culture didn't it bring up gun, you know, like the gun culture. <laughs> yeah, the gun culture. He didn't bring up anything to do with actually being maybe the gun laws or the NRA's. You know, anything that they had to do with it. And then the statement he made that this is what gave it to me for because there's so many fucking crazies out there saying shit this week. But I just picked him since he's like the spokesman for the NRA. And to get up after an incident like this, you expect a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe you could taper back a little. Yeah. Be a little bit more. You know. Show a little sorrow for the families you know a little bit of respect for him and he comes down and he's like you know the only the only way to, to take down a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun you know and then he went on to state that we need the federal government needs to um, provide basically the funding so that we could put um, an armed cop basically in every school to take care of the kids e- even though there was armed guards at columbine and that didn't really work out so well either so i just want to point that out well, to be out.
2: fair for columbine dude I mean, what the hell are you going to do as a police officer when they're throwing pipe bombs at you? Anyway, (laughs) They have napalm on the walls.
3: Well, (laughs) anyway, Wayne LaBerriere, dick of the week. Thank you. So So good. (laughs) I
1: also love the people that are against uh, virtual guns, i.e. video game violence, but are for real guns but like I said there's those people crack me up <laughs>
3: I, I think that like we talked about that before I think there's all those things maybe tiny contributing factors but like we talked about before I think it comes down to education parenting and the actual yeah. guns yes. themselves are a huge part of it let's just and be they are.
2: you well, got anything you
1: know the, for the free actually since
2: box? he just brought up education that was a pretty good segue into the, the subject matter somebody the else has something for the freefer. Kristen you got Kristen, anything you got
3: something you got anything Eric I do not um see that's where you gotta be I know Eric's got something
2: not
1: really. Uh I do have a, a kind of a funny story though. Um and this goes to show the this is a pretty manipulative move I saw by a a lady at my bar. Uh for those of you out there that don't know I work at a bar. Um but she came in with a gentleman. Um you know, at first I thought husband wife, but then I saw new ring so I'm like okay, it's a date, whatever. Uh they order a couple drinks. And uh, he goes to the restroom and then she comes up and it's just like, hey, uh, give me another wine. Just put it on my credit card. Uh, don't let him know that I got to just say it was from somebody at the bar. So I'm thinking in my head, oh, she's an alcoholic and she's trying to hide it. You know, that's what I'm thinking, right? Um, but I was uh, a little behind and I finally got the drink to her. Um, and uh, the guy had already come back from the restroom. So I said, oh, ma'am, here's uh, your glass of wine. Uh, somebody at the bar ordered it uh, for you. And <laughs> she got this look of like, oh, my gosh, this happens all the time. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you manipulative little bitch. Trying to make yourself look better than you really are, huh? <laughs> if she really wants to do it That herself. was her play the entire time. I was like, that's fucking genius, actually. <laughs> I
3: was going to say, if she really wants to do herself. So then now then- this
1: guy's sitting here thinking... Damn, there's a lot of guys that want her, so I need to fucking lock this shit down right now. <laughs> she's getting she's gonna get roofied.
3: I might try that.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. lord. But that, that that's damn manipulative and I do not approve at all.
3: I got um one little story. This is it's real. Just quick. like stuffing your bra. You shouldn't do it. Do you stuff your bra, Kristen?
0: I do not. These are all real. <laughs> God
1: damn it. <laughs> and tiny.
3: Uh, come on, man. What
1: are you? Uh, are you even? Are B? Like Oh,
3: I'm, my God. Are we doing this to her? We're yes. not. Yes.
0: We're
3: I'll tell you I what. Don't, I don't, I'm going to gonna gonna say you're like I low say
0: You know, low know what?
3: These guys, right. These guys are dicks. Afterwards, let's go back in Eric's bedroom. You show them to me, and then I'll come <laughs> back out and report, because I'm not going to say anything mean.
1: You can just nod your head. You don't have to say yes or no. I'm saying low bees. Nailed it Nothing wrong with that Alright let's see I know my boob size Jesus Christ Alright so I
2: don't care I think they're awesome
3: See we've had all the Me
2: too We've had all the issues Yeah I'm not not bitching
1: I'm not complaining No I don't Yeah size Size does not matter You're (laughs) the one that brought it up Motherfucker (laughs) You're the one that brought it up That's all I'm saying I hope I bring it up one day Oh yeah (laughs) That was awesome (laughs) I'm glad I caught that Kristen was uh, Feeling (laughs) herself up
3: I think I'm starting to kind of get a chubby Just kind (laughs) of
1: She Jesus just, Christ, I she's am. She's just making Don't sure look. they haven't grown uh, since last time she t- touched them. Yeah. You know, given, good?
2: given our good? beginning to this show, it's not like I haven't seen it before.
1: Oh, my
3: God. Oh, my God. Is it shaved? All right, so let's go on here. So um, huh. this is the last story because we have so many issues in this country, you know, with our big gun violence problems and stuff like that. I found the, uh, the big crime story out of uh, Canada this past year where there was a major heist back in August, and luckily the cops have a lead now. They've made some arrests on this. This was a uh, arrest uh, for a guy. They had found three people that had arrested, um, and they had five others they are looking for in connection with a the theft from a warehouse in a Quebec, Canada. And what they stole was two-thirds of, um, or excuse me, 10 million pounds of maple syrup out of a warehouse. Um, the... Now this is what I fucking love. There's this one thing here where they actually have like um a federation, I guess, of maple syrup. They have the Federation of Quebec Ma- Maple Syrup Producers and they build themselves as keepers of the Global Strategic Maple Syrup Preserve. <laughs> and they were they've they've been just fucking ape shit about this they because take their
1: shit seriously. <laughs> yeah, they're not fucking around
3: and they're really pissed because, you know, they these guys broke in and what they did is they didn't steal the vats they had basically got uh, cars and they got, I don't know, their lifts and they got all these scales and drums and stuff. And what they did was they emptied all of the uh, syrup into the vets and then they took off. So they didn't realize it until like, you know, weeks later when they went and opened up the tap on the maple syrup and nothing came out. So they're freaking out. So they've been on a major manhunt. They've done about 300 interviews in this investigation. And then they finally have caught three of the suspects. So now they're on their way to solving the great caper of the maple syrup. <laughs> Fucking.
1: Is there anything about the uh, the motive? I mean, I guess money.
3: The, I, but the thing that's funny is that how the fuck are you well, gonna I mean, sell? Do m- they
1: work for like a rival maple syrup. It, it company? doesn't say, but that would be.
3: They had. Or were
1: they just tired of the taxes on maple syrup?
3: But just how crazy? But yeah, I mean, you're like, how fucking crazy that they're going to steal something. They steal 10 million pounds of maple syrup. How the is there a black market? We have the
1: Boston Tea Party. They have the maple syrup party.
3: Well, they said that the syrup is worth about 30 million dollars. So, so I guess on the black market, if you can. If there's some black, market for, there black market for maple syrup. Black
1: market for maple syrup. But it's just, like another... We can get the shit on discount, so, but this, is, this I know a guy.
3: Yeah. These are the <laughs> problems that Canada has. We've got school shootings. They have maple syrup fucking heist going down. So I think Canada is a viable option.
1: <laughs> no, no. Man. Canada stopped accepting uh, United States uh, applicants into one, their country. One fun Good. fact...
3: One more fun they're, fact about—they're about tired this. of this crazy that's uh, going up there. As much as eighty percent of the world's maple syrup comes from Quebec, the Federation says. So that's a fun fact for you kids out there.
1: The Federation, <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers. The more you
2: know. <laughs> Global
3: strategic, Mister Benz.
1: Thank maple you for that syrup.
3: wonderful story. Thank. You. Well, you're welcome. I just try to educate. All right, now shut up.
2: All right. So anyway, no. we're going on to. Bitch. Uh, I guess the topic at hand.
1: Yeah, what we've been talking about for a fucking month.
3: What are we talking about again? I what, do you mean what do you mean we've been talking about it for a fucking month? <laughs> oh, because we keep
2: bringing it up yes. in episodes? By the way, tune in next week when we talk <laughs> no. about something that we're going to talk about tonight because we haven't had our meeting yet.
3: Actually, this is great because Bog has been talking about so much shit about this show that this is a Boggs solo show. We're just here for support. So if this show sucks, and you know what it's in the hate mail. I know.
2: This is the one time where we actually get comments like, you know, you guys should never let him take over again. because I'm really disappointed that you don't
1: have the transcript, by the way, because I, I really want to do old man voice and like whatever. I mean, we could, uh, we could
2: pause the show and do that.
3: No, but no. no. I love no. role playing. I, I honestly you should have had it prepared. Ooh. Did you hear that? Hey, will you touch yourself again, real quick? <laughs> no.
1: God damn it. See, it's weird. Now, isn't when it? you She's say like role really playing, coy, do you mean like? But she
2: says just the most vulgar, awesome things. I need something possible. for the spank bank when I
3: get
1: home Do you home mean tonight. like French maid yeah, or, or like schoolgirl teacher or? Oh yeah. She'd probably be the schoolgirl. Yeah, teacher. Yeah, I was gonna one. say
3: teacher, schoolgirl. That's
1: her what? thing. What's your role play? I oh, look at her. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you like? Tell us.
2: You like. D&D stuff where you're like a paladin and you're like strolling into the <laughs> never mind I
3: retract my statement
1: she's a little no no no, no you paladin. cannot do that you cannot do that so there's like a Harry Potter thing she worships the god of love okay fuck this next show
3: we are doing let's the her, pornography
2: show he lets her if she worships him good enough she, he lets her go around town and screw all the little boys in town what
3: the fuck where
2: did we just go or
1: do you like your man to be like dressed up like a teddy bear or something or like a dog.
3: Better get on that mic and defend yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can go way, way deeper in this. Like, really sick. Have you ever done shit. that? So, oh, education. <laughs> <laughs> Diversion.
2: No, I think that's what she said her role play was, is the teacher-student one. That's what she said by education.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's what I'm with going
2: that.
1: with. <sighs> yeah. <She laughs> I'm pretty to, sure. She likes to pretend she's young and innocent.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to say fuck the topic and we should just discuss
0: this. further.
2: <laughs> as much as I've done, I've actually done research on this topic and stuff, and I just tossed it in the floor. So, Kristen. No. All right. Fine. So,
3: how are we going to do this, sir? You're in charge of the show.
2: I am in charge of this one. So, here's the, the, the matter at hand that we've been researching and, and the basis to uh, to what we were um, doing research. <laughs> we Okay, so I'll just take over then. The reason why I did this was... Uh, I was just interested in what school systems typically did for uh students that were violent that was that was the basis to this I was like i really I'm not really versed in you know the, the policies what the state laws are so I started doing some research on alternative school and uh for the most part I actually got really i got good information back that I wasn't expecting because when it, when i was uh, and we'll talk about the interview that I had with Uh, an old teacher of mine but he was like so because he was confused he was like so by alternative school you're talking about like homeschooling are you talking about um you know ADC which is it's ADC is the school district that I went to's version of what you go to when you're violent in school it's called alternative detention classroom and it's you know, it's a place where they, and then basically what he told me for that particular purpose was, this is a way they prevent lawsuits, because if you just let a violent student go back in the general populace and he punches someone and breaks their nose, the school district gets sued. So, most of my violence part uh, to the alternative school questions were answered really quickly, because it's so simple. Like, they don't want to get sued, they put them somewhere else, and that's just the bottom line to it. The uh, The rest of it, though, was, uh, to anybody who's gone through high school and Especially for those of you out there who listen who went to high school and did all the advanced placement classes and you were you know you basically worked on college level curriculum throughout your high school uh it's kind of offensive when you can look at this program and we're gonna get an interview with a student that went to that school uh actually right now since we have the clip We'll talk about uh some of the pieces of of why this is kind of a it's like a it's like a necessary evil almost the, but the program is uh, not what you would expect out of an education program, so hit the interview.
3: Well, hold on one second. Oh, no. Just before we start, I just want to point out that in, we're in Texas, and there's actually two different types of alternative education. The one that I think we're going to spend the most time on is, like uh, Boggs was saying, is more toward, geared toward um, like kids who have some violent tendencies or have had some issues like that. And there's also kind of a, a sub-alternative school, more or less, where you know they put kids that have just minor truancy issues uh, or minor, like, violations with attitude or behavioral things. And then there's, um, like I'd brought up before, and you'll hear in the interview with uh, maybe girls who've gotten themselves in trouble, so to speak, and don't want to stay in a regular school. So there's two different versions of it. And um, Jordan, the kid that we interview here, is actually in the lesser of the two. He's not a major criminal or anything, and you can go ahead. I just wanted to preface that. Okay, I'm here with Jordan. Jordan is a junior in high school this year, and he has now um, entered into an alternative school program. He started out the uh, beginning of the year, the first half of the year, in regular high school, and now he's uh, um, involved in the alternative program. So hopefully he'll be able to kind of give us a good offset of the differences between them. Okay, Jordan, so you entered this program a few months ago. Now, I was wondering, what was your decision to uh, leave high school and join uh, join into this program?
0: Well, I was low on credits and I wouldn't have graduated on time, so I decided to go to a different school so that I could catch up and graduate early.
3: now this um this isn't for behavioral reasons i mean is this this alternative school who is allowed to go there exactly I mean, is this for people like with hardships I mean like let's say girls get pregnant um Truancy issues, like you said, you're you're behind on credits. I mean, can anybody go to this school through the district, or is there certain stipulations you have to meet or requirements in order to
0: get in? Yeah, for the most part, almost anybody can go. It's really just meant to help you catch up or graduate quicker than normal.
3: Okay, so... Now, how is this set schedule? I know like with regular school, you would probably go, let's say, a 9 to 3 schedule or something. Um, now, with this, what are the days and the hours that you usually need to attend or that they require
0: you to attend? Well, see, it's pretty neat. You just go the five days of the week like normal, but you only have to go four hours. But The cool part is that there's three different class times. You can go to a four-hour morning class, a midday class, and a night class. I go to the midday class, and that one's 12.30 to 4.40 with a 10-minute break. Now, as
3: compared to when you're going to regular high school, as far as the classes go, I know with the shorter times, of course, you're not spending as much time per subject, but do they have it broke out where they're are actually different teachers for the different ta- subjects or are you t- how how is the instruction part of it work i mean you just given an assignments and they basically do like a tutorial thing i mean how does that work out
0: All right, well there's different classrooms and you put it in a classroom and the teachers move from each classroom so you're sitting on the computer doing whatever subject you want to do while the teachers come through the classroom and help you if you need it it's work at your own pace, so you do everything that you can as quick or as slow or however long you need.
3: Okay. Now, because since it's set up more of a tutorial instead of instructional type of um, atmosphere, do you feel like you're able to get the same type of education? I mean, are you getting the same instruction? Do you feel you're getting as much out of it, or is it just do you feel like you're putting in all the work and they're just there to kind of... I I'll say help you tentatively uh, if you get stuck on a particular issue.
0: It seems kind of like it's more of a hands-on study hall. You get what you can done, but if you need help, there's a teacher there to help you out when you need it.
3: So do you think? So you think that the teachers and instructors are well equipped? I mean, do you feel like you they're as? Like I said, kind of like as well equipped as like your regular high school teachers ward in order to help you or. Do you feel maybe they're not as on par with them?
0: I feel like they're just as equipped, and it seems like they're a lot nicer, and they're trying to help you more than just teach a whole class and then move on.
3: So, exactly, uh, what was the reason behind you going to this school? I mean, you said uh, just to catch up on um, your credits in order to graduate earlier, but I mean,. Now in your situation, you're not in a hardship situation. Of course, you're not a female, so you're not pregnant. You don't need to work to support the family. So was it, I mean, was there any other things involved in it? I mean, because to me, I think, you know, you could go through with your friends and just go ahead and go through the regular school motions and stuff and uh, graduate on time. I mean, if you did like some summer course or something, what made Like, for instance, do you have friends that were in this program, or what brought this program to your attention that made you think, like, this is something I want to do, and how were you able to get into it?
0: Well, once I went to high school, just a normal high school, um, the classwork was very slow, and you had to listen to the teachers explain, and I couldn't quite understand as well with that pace. So I learned about this other school... And you can walk at a much quicker pace, get things done on your own, and it's a lot better for me.
3: Now, when you graduate from this, I mean, it's not a GED program. I mean, you will actually receive a high school diploma, correct?
0: Yeah, you'll receive a high school diploma.
3: You think? Do um, you think it's fair that, I mean, people can just say, you know, Basically, screw regular school. I'm going to go ahead and go to this alternative program where I can do my own pace. I can do less hours, work whatever on the side, um, and graduate maybe at a quicker pace possibly than the other students that are going through the regular high school course. I mean, do you feel that that's, I don't know, maybe unfair to them or, I mean, to you, is it just like, hey, I'm going through the same stuff. I'm just doing it at a different pace, so I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much like that. I think it's fail because they can always go to the program themselves. There's nothing really stopping them because they accept anybody. And I, goddamn, I don't know what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that. that happens
3: to us a lot on the show. Um, well, okay, so so you will receive your high school diploma now. I mean, do you feel like? I mean, since you have, like I said, you recently, you basically have split the school year, and half of it in about regular high school and now half of it in this program. I mean, has it changed, of course, do you, is now is college something that you see in the future or was that not really a plan anyway? You just want to kind of get through high school and this is a way to do that quicker.
0: Well, yeah, I want to get through high school quicker so that I can get a job so I can have some extra money to go to college.
3: Okay. Now... I don't know if uh, you're aware of this, but like in a lot of the European uh, school systems, they kind of, when they get to, I guess at our point in like a late junior high, early high school, where they give you an op- um, an opportunity to uh, kind of decide what kind of career field you want to Like if you want to do vocational, like, you know, yeah. with the colleges now, if you don't want to do a regular college, you can go and do a vocational and like learn about air condition repair or some shit like that. But, I mean, do you think that that would be a better would have been maybe a better plan for you if they would have had something like that where you could have split and done more of a vocational thing instead of going through your basic maths and englishes and stuff like we do here solely to get like a generic education uh, or generic diploma to go on to college would you do you think if they had like a vocational aspect to the schools do you think that's something you might have wanted to partake in
0: yeah i would love that it would it makes things a lot easier when you find a career path that's good and they help you with it because everybody needs somebody that can walk on electricity or needs to fix an air conditional, plumbing, whatnot. Very important jobs. Okay, so now I had the question you know, about going
3: back to high school, but you do have the opportunity if you wanted to, you could go back into the regular high school program,
0: correct? Yes, I could do that. Just mm-hmm. got to transfer out. Yeah, I do want to point out, I didn't say this at the
3: beginning, but there are different alternative education programs, and another one is for... Um, it's a juvenile. It's almost for kids who have had major issues, you know, maybe um, illegally, we'll say. And uh, Jordan, not in any type of that. It's not anything with him. I know you had some truancy issues, but other than that, I think you, you haven't killed anybody or um, raped anybody lately. So I don't, that's not the reason he's in the school. It is more of a choice situation. So this school, it, it is pretty much open to anybody that's in high school right now, and they could go into it.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's open for everybody.
3: Well, let's see. I just want to follow up. um, Just one last thing and your thoughts about um, when you were attending regular high school. I know you said it moved at a slow pace and stuff, but what do you think about how the education system works now? I mean, do you feel that, like in our high school, do you think it's working? Do you feel like you were really learning anything or getting the education that you should be? I mean, I don't know, it's been a long time since I was in, so I couldn't, I mean, when I was in, I thought it was decent, I thought it could have been probably a little bit more hands-on better in some aspects, but I'd like to know what your final thoughts are
0: on that. I really disliked it, because the teachers had to focus way too much on every student as a whole, instead of being able to help the students that didn't understand or were falling behind, they had to go at a certain pace, and... They couldn't veer off of that much, and it caused problems for me.
3: Now, just one last thing. Do you think um, also when they did the testing, or when they did teaching, they did it more for testing purposes, or do you think they actually taught
0: to teach the subject to the kids? I think that it was very much based around testing because they would always talk about you have this big test coming up, you have to take this test. We're trying to teach you for this test, you know. It was always about the next big test or when the quiz was going to be. And it never seemed like it was just for us to learn.
3: All right, Joy. Well, I appreciate the time, and uh, I think that's pretty much it. (coughs) All right, so... (laughs) I tried to be funny with him a couple of times. He didn't really get it. When I brought, like, air conditioner repair and stuff, and he kind of took it and went with it, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that is kind of funny. <laughs> like, well, everybody needs it done, right? Now,
2: here's... I have I have a lot it's true, to man. discuss. this shit
3: goes out. I'm pissed.
2: I know that uh, as much as I've done research for this, the funny thing for the audience to know, Mr. Eric, who doesn't like to have information cited, oh. is that I, this is the first time I've heard his interview. But,
3: uh... So... We like organic around here.
2: Right. There are, there are two ways to go about... Uh, this particular student. And this is obviously a case study for us since our sample size is one. (laughs) But, you know, this is, this is a perfect example of incentivizing people who are otherwise not thinking rationally about things like he wants to get a job, therefore to get money to go to college. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but that is a very difficult proposition to muster because you're stru- it's just a struggle whenever you have to do that a lot. I've had to do that a lot. You know, I'm raising a two-year-old, going to college, going to work, and I don't sleep, ever. So th- it's it's a very difficult, and I'm sure he doesn't understand that because he's in high school, but the good thing, and the thing that I, I will say about this, uh, and, and the, the obvious flaw to the system, the thing that we can change, in other words, is his response to, would you have gone to a vocational school instead if it were available? And one of the things that we've talked about uh, that goes with alternative schooling is, and this is actually the the conversation I had with my teacher, is every westernized country, with the exception of the United States and Canada, has that vocational type uh, setting to their schooling system. And typically it's around seventh to eighth grade. And they'll basically take a test and they'll kind of decide what. And this is the thing that I think is really funny for most of them because most of them, the American uh, philosophy on students is you don't know what the fuck you want to do. You don't know what the fuck you want to do in life until you get to like the college age and then you need to pick a major and then you can really decide what you're going to do in life. Okay, that's great. Uh, every other Western culture that we know is doing that at seventh and eighth grade. Do you want to go to college? Yes, there's a program for that. You need to test into this school. Do you not want to go to college? No, I don't want to go to college. Great. There's a vocational school for you that teaches you how to do restaurant management. Um I guess the <laughs> the air conditioner repair, air Auto repair mechanic. Is a big one. You know, yeah, and electrician work. The thing is is, you know, European nations conceded the fact Oriental that massage. Not, college isn't for everyone, and when you aren't going to go to college, you may as well have some sort of skill that you can use so you can live. Now, the way that our setup is now and what will end up happening with Jordan is the unfortunate truth he's not being educated he's cramming for a bunch of tests because the quick pace that he's referring to when he says it's a quicker pace is they do section units over all the material you complete the section units you test out of it and you can do it in a matter of hours so that's great i'm i'm i was an advocate for cramming when i was in college when the material was incredibly hard and it was in a you know a class that wasn't your major uh, for a high school student trying to grasp concepts like math, which, by the way, uh, for any of you high schoolers that listen to us and shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> oh, you definitely should Because there's an explicit label on our fucking podcast.
3: Uh, they still should be listening. This will educate them the way uh, I know, right? their parents won't. Uh, those.
2: Those... Math lessons that you like, dude, when the hell am I ever going to use this? They've come up several times since I've had those classes.
3: Hey, man, I got fuck a fucking computer and a calculator. Fuck this shit. That's what I'd be saying if I was a high school kid now.
2: Sure. Let's see what else I have on him. Um, the thing that that I don't like about uh, the system that we have now, and this is something that Jordan's probably not as completely oblivious to, there, there's a lot of things that he mentioned that are around his school that they do for purposes like for instance the students don't move the teachers move you know why they do that because they don't want you having an altercation in their hallways that's it yeah they don't want to have to put up with a lawsuit they don't want to have to have a parent sue it's not because you know they think the students are hard at work and the teacher's like oh i'm just gonna help you You just keep working right there we're gonna switch out a shift it's gonna be great they don't want to get sued okay the attitude that they have is not a caring attitude And uh, the thing that that I think is insulting to people like me who went through, you know, all these advanced placement courses, you know, my whole my whole English experience in English class for high school was all right, your freshman year and your sophomore year, we're going to get you through all of high school English, your junior and your senior year. We're going to get you through the first two years of your college curriculum for uh, uh, all your college writing courses, all your all of that. I tested out of all of that. I didn't have to take any of those courses. Because that's where I was placed. It took me four years. It was hard. It was grueling. And a lot of these people do the same thing. They get a high school diploma and they don't do any of that and they do it in two less years. Now, if you're a student and you had to do that, are you not insulted?
3: Yeah, I listened to you. I think you and Kristen talked about this when we first started talking about this show um, th- two or three years ago, and I remember you got you <laughs> bitching about the fact though. that you, you know. <laughs> No shit. And it kind of pissed you off that kids are allowed to do this. But I think I kind of see a little bit of the value in the program because I think a lot of these kids, like Jordan, for instance, might just say, you know, fuck it, as soon as I get of age, which he's 17 now, and uh, just say the hell with this, I'm out. And they stop putting any effort in, and then as soon as they get the opportunity, they drop. And I think a program like this, at least, although – I don't know what the the value of the education is compared to regular high school. I mean, he says that, you know, there's I think there's less kids and they have the instructors and they actually get some one on one attention and stuff. And he he told me that to him, it seems like they actually care more than the teachers in the regular high school. Now, I mean, I don't know that I'm just going by what he says.
2: Well, I agree with this fact and we should we'll we'll end up having an education episode where it's we're just we'll just talk about the system itself. Because I do have uh, a few things that... When I was in high school, I was kind of privileged because I wasn't on the advanced placement courses. Oh, look at me. I'm smart. I said privileged. I I said privileged.
1: I had
3: 120
2: IQ. (laughs) Let's let's use the word that I used. I said privileged. (laughs) privileged. The reason I say that is because I would go from AP Calculus, where I was really struggling with math, but Uh, the teacher was making it... You know, with
3: calculus. But I would go from that to health.
2: And then my health class was like fucking ridiculously it was just it was like like all and even it's such a different culture from the culture that you would go to from like an AP course because all the kids are really smart they're all on your level you go to health class and there's like a dude with a pencil up his nose and you're like what the fuck are you doing I got an
3: important question in health class did you guys learn about penis and
1: titties shut up okay um (laughs) god well what about uh like this person that we work with, who always brings in her uh, child's homework that's in AP classes, and is unable to do his own homework. I don't know who we're talking about. I'm well, not you're not supposed
3: why. to name names.
1: Yeah, well, I'm not name? gonna name. in my names.
2: This person that we work with that brings in their kids' homework all the time.
1: Yeah. Um. Obviously, she hasn't asked you. Uh. She's <laughs> asked myself and a couple of other people that work there that uh, to do her uh, her kids' homework. And uh, her kids in AP classes. I'm like, uh, if he can't do the, then he homework, shouldn't be in the class. Maybe he shouldn't be in the class. And that's the thing here. And this is the thing I'll say about Jordan. But then, if he's out of those AP classes, he's not privileged, as you so eloquently put it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I forced. Well, here's the deal, though. I think for, for high yes, school for me, I'm
2: when I was there, I like, I wouldn't accept not being in an AP course. Oh my when the teachers were like, "Well, I mean, let's see how you do on your next." I was like, "No, next semester I'm going to go to an AP course." <clears throat> so I kind of I kind of forced myself into doing all that kind of stuff, but yeah. And if you're in high school, I would strongly urge you to do that because your first couple of years of college are a complete breeze when you're already doing that work in high school.
3: I don't know about that, dude. I was After I graduated, which I was a very poor student because I basically gave up all school about halfway through my junior year. I just went through the motions and graduated. Then I went into the military four years, came out, went to college, and I was making A's and B's. So I don't know if uh, you need AP's or Mr. Fucking Privilege to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch. Anyway, interrupter, what I was going to make as a point is I think that there could be some value in a program like that. I mean, for some kids, it's better for them to at least go through this and possibly go ahead and get their G.D., diploma, whatever you want to say about it. You know, at least later on down the road, at least they're to that point where they have an opportunity if they want to do, you know, a junior college or some kind of a program. At least they've got that far. They didn't just drop out and say, fuck it. So I think there is some value in it. I don't think
2: that there's value in this if it were vocational the way that the European systems are
3: there'd be more valiant but that would be but let a part me of the we haven't talked about
2: we haven't talked about the teacher perspective to this because they do a lot of research on what does the kid actually do after they're done with their high school and they get the diploma and by the way if you're wondering Smoke how the hell, how the hell can they they get a, a diploma after working two years and why they do that uh, let me just go down the bulletin points here uh, first off there's two reasons that I think school districts want to do this one a lot of them And this is a paraphrase from the the teacher that I uh, had the interview with. A lot of the school districts that are in, uh, especially Texas, they want to make everyone feel good. They want to make all the kids that are in the school feel like they've accomplished something. So a lot of the times they try to solve urban problems with these kind of ridiculous things, like handing people diplomas when they don't do the work. And that's the thing that... uh, I think even I think actually Mike and I argued about that when I first said this when we uh, did the meeting. I was like, well, did you do the work? No. No, you didn't. You did a really quick pace diagram and crammed for a test and passed it. That's what you did. You didn't have to go through the same thing I did. But we're considered equal when you get a high school diploma. Now, the reason that they do that, the second reason, and I think the primary reason, has nothing to do with the student. The fact of the matter is his alternative school probably has some sort of like a parent school like, I don't know what high school it would be, I, I think, guess, in this area. It'd be yeah, like, it's, it's
3: in accordance with the, uh, the district that yeah. he's in. So whatever, whatever their
2: high school is, the, the basis to this is when he gets his diploma, his, his high school that he quit gets to tell the state of Texas he graduated, and they get to raise their graduation numbers every year doing this. Now, why would they do that? It's pretty simple. Money. That's the basis to why they give you a diploma from alternative schools. If they can do that, if their graduation rate is high, they get paid more. And that's just the truth to it. Now, when he was talking about the education level being the same, according to the teachers that I've talked to, that's not true. It's just not. And the reason I think he'll find out is when he gets to college, he's not prepared enough because he crammed for tests. He didn't learn anything.
1: Yeah, I think you have a point there. I mean, if you're worried about statistics, which uh, any government body that's looking at a uh, educational system, that's what they're looking at. They're looking at stats, who's passing, what's their passing grade, all that stuff. So, and especially with like horrendous things like the No Child Left Behind that Bush had, <laughs> which was absolutely horrendous. Um, when you have systems like that in place, they're going to make sure that they're getting the funding that they need. So they're going to do whatever they can, which is more than likely going to cheat the kid out of a proper education in order to get that funding. Because no school wants to you know, start cutting back on their funding because that means it's uh, less healthy meals for the kids. It means maybe losing a teacher here and there, um, not being able to provide uh, for uh, uh, proper computers and uh, infrastructure and all that stuff. I mean, there's tons of things that go into it. Um, but as a principal, you don't want your school to start losing any kind of funding from the government. So you're going to do whatever you need to do in order to get those statistics to the proper place in order to get your money. Yep. And that's the truth to it. It's money. So when you incentivize education with money... Or what I would say, anything, if you incentivize anything with money, it's always going to come down to that, people cheating their way to get as much as possible.
3: Yeah, I've got... Now, this isn't for the type of school... That's
1: another slight to money that I have there. <clears throat>
3: yeah, this isn't yeah, for the type of school that Jordan went to, but like I was saying, there's the other alternative schools uh, run by the state that are more for your like, somewhat violent kids and things of that nature. And they um, talk about funding. They get paid... Now, this is from last year's stats from what I was saying, but they get $79 mandatory a day per student who attends that they get the funding for those. And, um, 75% of it is through the juvenile boards and the local school districts where they attend. And the other 25% comes from state funding. Well, I mean, I guess it's all state funding to some extent, but
1: yeah. And you also get stuff like teaching for the test and all that stuff instead of teaching what they need to be teaching critical thinking and, uh, and that's the other thing really I was going to mention too. Developmental brain things, and we have plenty and plenty of stuff on and studies done by what education uh, stimulates certain parts of your brain and encourage uh, memory recall and encourage uh, critical thinking. And you can't critically think on what they're kind of curriculum they're on well i can
3: i can give you some basic like i said this is from the well yeah
1: when you teach for the test you can't yeah. well that's what an alternative <laughs> well, school what that's that what they does do is that, they set that, up well, kills it see like, and
3: you say and they okay what you say they teach the test here's some now like i said this is for the the really bad kids um alternative schools but uh we have in texas we have what they call the tax test and it's like they have to, all the kids have to take every couple of years and yep. it just you know it says hey if this kid passes this test they get to move on to next grade it's our little what the hell do you even call those tests anymore? I mean, it, standardized assess- tests, just standardized assessment tests. On the
1: surface, it's a nice thing because it's, you know, they, they want to kind of gauge where everybody's at.
3: Yeah, but they but like you said, they teach to the test.
1: But ultimately, that, it turns into that because then they wind up cutting funding to school that's not performing well.
3: Which is the worst thing you could possibly do. If a school is struggling, why not throw more money at it? Maybe hire more teachers. Well, in this juvenile school, from this is like I said, these are all last year stats. But um, for the kids who took the tax test at this facility, these facilities, sixty-eight point eight percent passed the reading portion. Only thirty-eight point two percent passed the math.
1: <laughs> oh man, that's pretty. Yeah. Pathetic.
3: And those. <laughs> Let me see, and the, really those pathetic. rates are actually up from um, 2009, <laughs> 2009 up. where it was 60, 67% for the reading, 34% for the math. Wow. So, I don't know. I, I Evidently, that's not really working out so good.
2: Oh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have an episode over the education system itself. But, yeah, to, to get back to the, the violent student, too... Uh, I don't know if I don't think Jordan had a whole lot to say about that because he's not in that program. Yeah, not so much. What what I had when I was there was it was called ADC. It was the alternative detention classroom. And it was basically a means of completing the don't get me sued policy (laughs) for most of the school district. Yeah. And that's there's nothing more to say about it than that. And it's just I mean, if you're if you're a violent student and you're going to lash out like that, I don't know why they would even have you. That's, That's my opinion on that. At that point I don't think there's there's nothing you can do for someone that's going to be violent when you're trying to set them up to do something in life. And you know, that's the thing about I I would like to say Well, then
1: what do you do with those individuals? You can't come to school.
2: Bye. Well, here's a, And then
1: what becomes of them?
2: They are exactly the bottom rung of society. And
3: here's here's the that's
2: problem That's just with the truth that. of it.
1: Here's –
3: I'll give you kind of some age stats on the kids in this uh, program. 64% of them are between the ages of 14 and 16. The majority of them are 15-year-olds. That makes up a quarter of them. Mm -hmm. So you're talking mostly 14-, 15-year-old kids.
1: Well, what I'm saying is if you kick those people out of school and say, no, you can't graduate, no, you can't continue any kind of education, what becomes of them?
2: Well, I can tell you what happens with the system. We as a
1: society have to have some kind of responsibility towards the actions of other people. Yeah, but
2: we did because we gave them an alternative school and they were violent.
1: Now, here's the thing is where does this violence come from?
2: If it's from home or if if it's whatever, maybe you can go to... What is the cause of it? Maybe you can go to anger management. Maybe you can go do something else. I don't have an answer for that because that's on a case-by-case basis. Honestly, uh, yes,
1: I do agree. It's on a case-by-case basis, but... I think that ultimately it does come down to and this goes for almost any problem that you can find in our society, whether it be uh, guns, uh, violence in schools, um, thieving. I mean, anything, any kind of issue that we have as far as the society, I think, break down to the point that we do not help each other out as far as parenting. And we do not, as a society, take responsibility for the actions of people that are raised in the civilization where we let Young kids starve.
3: That you bring that just interject real quick, or
1: coming? Uh, okay, go ahead.
3: No, I was just going to say, you make a good point when you're talking about, like, you know, the kids come from these backgrounds and stuff, or maybe they don't have the parenting or the, you know, like you're talking home. about, I'm starving and stuff.
1: Single parent.
3: Of these kids that are in this program, uh, 78% of them are considered economically disadvantaged.
1: Lack of parents at all. So they have I, to work two jobs because they can't afford anything. I was going to say, if they
3: don't have the cash, it's probably single parents or they're working like McDonald's type jobs, which is what these kids will be working when they get out of school. But we
1: don't want to admit it. We don't want to admit as a society that we do not take care of each other and we do not promote the well-being of one another. But when these people do lash out, they do act violent, then we want to criminalize them, kick them out of their schools, incarcerate them, do whatever we need to do in order to say, no, you can't do that, slap them on the wrist. But we don't want to sit there and have the responsibility to say, hey, maybe it's the way we're living. Maybe it's the fact that we don't take care of one another. Maybe it's the fact that we have inflation in this fiat currency system and just such a fucked up society. We don't want to change it. It takes us looking in the mirror and actually saying, hmm, maybe we're creating these monsters. I would agree if you're talking about parents, but if you're referring to a school, how is it
2: their responsibility? Uh, no, no,
1: no. I'm, I'm saying on the deeper level, like as far as like a society itself. Well, take, I would agree that parenting, parenting is critical. The age, education system has a lot of flaws. And like you said, we can do a future episode on that. There's tons of flaws in it, but I think it all boils down to parenting. I would agree, and the lack of us caring about the parents. I would agree, but I also
2: don't feel like you can, you can realistically let someone who's lashing out at school stay there. That's why they move them. They move them to that place where they can frisk them down and contain them because you're endangering other people.
1: I get that, but what are we doing to prevent future? To me, if you people and growing this is, up and becoming violent in school, right? Well, what are we doing? Nothing. 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 We're doing jack. Here's the shit. deal
2: it's it's actually protected nothing too you can't actually do anything they're gonna
3: start arming the teachers to take care of those kids so (laughs) that's a fucking that's that's a disaster that's (laughs) a
2: disaster waiting to happen yeah all right so anyway uh now i'm gonna just gonna read over what i talked to uh, my professor about because he had he had a lot of insight to for instance this type of uh education that you receive when you're in those types of alternative things uh all the exams that they take are based on a textbook type answer. So, you basically read the chapter. They regurgitate stuff off of whatever the uh, uh, studied group was, probably literally by like literal sentences, like the sentences repeated. So, there's a lot of recognition with that. Um, if you are thinking about critical thinking in that classroom, you can pretty much just say it's not there. And for the most part, The the last question that I remember asking is like, well, what if like, you know, you're Jordan and you like flunked out of classes and said, fuck this, I'm going to alternative school and then decided you wanted to go back because he wants to go to college and he wants to take his like his senior year to get really prepped up for college, do like, you know, writing comp or whatever. Here's his response. He's like, if a kid is 16 years old and fucks up, that's a poor choice. Uh, We have set it up and we sit here and we say, oh, I'm sorry, you can still do this. Well, if they, I have to scroll over because stupid Notepad is stupid.
3: If they get, I know, (laughs) (laughs) technologically, if they get an inferior
2: education at you know, the the particular one, I can't actually mention that name, but the alternative school he mentioned because he knew what I was talking about. Because of their mistake, yes, they do not get an equivalent education, and the effect of this program is minimal. Um, So to offer people who are listening a solution. I think we should adopt the European school system. I think it should be a vocational thing. At the very least, the kids are engaged.
3: I would like to see something like that. They should at least do like some test areas and try that out just to see how it works. I would think it'd be better.
1: I, I agree but i like i said i think the root problems stem elsewhere and we oh, need to focus ours i agree i mean Definitely. parenting I, is energy, huge John. the
3: vocational thing is a great thing for the kids that are in but like eric said that's not even that's the not thing, a solution the thing, to thing any is, though, of these issues the thing about the parenting part though is i'm not sure
2: that jordan's mom is just a terrible parent she doesn't parent him she doesn't care i mean sometimes the kid just has issues sometimes they're insecure sometimes it's all internal it's not always
3: an external you thing. You might grow out of it. Like I said, I had my... Well, ins- and see, that's the, the problem there, there that are I are very
1: few of us that are born with certain deficiencies that uh, inhibit us from reaching our uh, full maximum. Uh, right. Usually, it comes down to uh, raising the child, early development. Uh, comes down to the media and uh, entertainments that they are uh, subjected to at an early age. Um, and those like little life lessons that people always like to talk about. Um, those have huge impacts on the brain and, uh, its development and little subtle things can actually wind up being a huge, big thing whenever they reach, uh, puberty. Well, here's the thing. And
2: this is the point that I would make about the alternative school program. If he does snap out of this and go, man, this is stupid. I'm not prepared for college. And he wants to do something about it. You know what his options are? he can... Nothing.
3: Uh, yeah, I was
1: about to say, probably not a lot. Well,
3: with this particular program, he can't actually go back to school. But he's not prepared to get back into school anymore. I'm just saying... I'm, but I'm saying the option's there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, it might, he might have to set himself back. The option back is to grow, there to go...
2: Yeah, the option is there to take time now, but he would have to go... And that's the thing, is he'd have to start over. You know what I mean? And now we're talking about... We're not like... There's not a program he can go to anymore... He just has to start over. Yeah. And that's the point.
3: Um, I'll I just give some quick stats on this because I know we're kind of getting to the end. Um, for the kids that go to the more um, the violent subset, that ju- the juvenile facilities that they have, um, of them, 25% will not complete the course and they'll end up getting kicked out, leave it, whatever. Yeah. Um, Roughly seventy-three percent will go back to their districts, like their alternative programs. I guess this is something probably similar to what Jordan's dependent. I guess on what you know they've had in their past that put them there to begin with. Um, only two percent of them actually graduate from that program. And this is like I said, this is the violent one. This is you know this isn't just your generic kind of like offset of the school alternative program. Right.
1: So you got anything else from your interview with that gentleman?
2: I think we pretty much covered everything here on, on what we'd said. All right. We already talked about how it's money based, right?
3: Do you guys want to talk about guns again, right? No. We off? Fuck it. Oh. <laughs> oh, just one quick thing when we were talking about teachers, because Kristen never got in on this, even though she said she was going to educate us because she's an educator. Um, of those classes that they teach, only 72% of the instructors are actually certified teachers. The rest of them are um, like more supervisory staff or um, help me out, help me out uh, assistants. Know. Not assistants. The teachers' aid. No, no, fuck. I'm fucking, oh, oh my god damn it, I'm having a goddamn brain fart here. Um, Like a therapist fucking people that help out, you know, like, hey, school counselor type oh, people, counselors okay. type people, god damn it, fuck.
1: They wow, you me. really can't talk, man. I'm That's just, just... Try, I was
3: fucking, I'm brain, I just got a brain
1: fucking cramp because you, you I'm You can't looking, even explain yourself. The Hitler meme was right. right? No. I
3: try and live up to it.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, all for show. That's what, that's what his week. whole.
2: That's what his whole thing is going to be from now on. Oh yeah, I do that on purpose. Chris, did you do. have anything
1: for us? You're you're uh, off there. I think
3: y'all nailed it on the head. Are you fucking kid me. Did she not say I'm an educator and I have something to add to this? And no, did,
1: all I said was I was going to defend teachers if y'all started. All she did
3: was rubber. No, 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 no. I literally teachers, told you before
2: this I'm not bashing teachers. Yeah, teachers are. Uh, I I'm criminally underpaid.
3: I'm kind of pissed, dude. The only thing she added to the show was rubbing her fucking chesticles and giving me a fucking semi.
1: Hey, <laughs> that that's fine with me. If we can start the show that way every show, I'm I'm set. I want to finish the show. That but way, you feel every like
2: <laughs> but you feel like that right there would cause us not to have train wrecks. Is that the because I pretty it, much it I keep almost us train focused. wrecked this anyway. <laughs> be like you know fuck
1: this. Christian, but no, were you doing I feel earlier? I feel extremely sorry for teachers because they are put in a very precarious situation and they are most of them like they do try. They they want to make a difference, but uh, the education system just it's like a brick wall and they run into it and there's nothing they can really do about yep. it and they're just kind of fucked.
3: And I'm with you, Boggs. We need to. do And sh-
1: they're stuck with shitty pay. We we do need to do a <laughs> yep. show
3: on that, and then talk about some of these programs like the child left behind. Well, shit.
2: most likely, what I'll do since we've we're every every week we figure out more technology that we can do. We'll probably have some. <laughs> do we? We'll,
3: have, we'll schedule some time Can't and use uh, Notepad.
2: We'll schedule some time and can do like get interviews on, the on here. We'll do some phone interviews with some teachers that we know and <laughs> and like get some insight from them. <laughs> The cool thing about getting inside from them is, you know, there's three of us and we bounce ideas off each other well, and love call each other to, dick names. I'd
3: love to get inside some young
1: teachers. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Well, that's to, pretty uh, much the end of the episode there. To KK and <laughs> oh, the yeah. Weathered Underground. You
3: know what we never did? We never hoard ourselves out. Oh, so, you're fired, Mike. All right. So uh, I, I'm not even going to do it. You guys just go fucking find us. Google us. You'll find Google <laughs> us. Wow. What a great. <laughs> what a you great. You can follow point. us on Twitter at the Intel Saviors. You can also find us on Facebook and iTunes and Podbean.
1: Are there going to be any uh, nerd, uh, nudie pics of you on there? Oh, you can also... Any scantily negative. clad stuff? You can follow Kristen, too. You, you know how like
3: our Send shit would blow pics. up
1: if you did something for us like that?
3: Oh, my God. Yeah. Why don't you do something for the show? Just saying. Help the show out. She a tribute a little bit. She's just the producer. We might discuss this off the air. She's okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right, I want to end the we're, show now so done. we can
2: discuss that. Y'all have a great night. I'm 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 Michael.
1: I'm something.